fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump, fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? I mean, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dump. Champin' the Chump Fantasy Dump! Another episode. Ah, Another one. Champ, how we doing? Hey, we big chillin', man. Big chillin'. Big weekend coming up. Got another day of work to get through, and then we out there. Oh my god, the swings are gonna happen, folks. We got a golf weekend planned. Fantasy football. Our draft, our big money draft is this weekend as well. That's so We are rolling. We're killing three birds with one stone. We have golf outing. Fantasy football draft and bachelor party rolled into one. So, we are going to be hurting Monday morning. Whew, it's going to be one hell of a weekend. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be fun. Um, now, with this fantasy draft coming, we have been putting in the work this week. We've been studying a lot of mock drafts, a lot of things that go, you know, to study on. Who's going to pick who? What is my strategy going to be? Am I going to go... Running back, running back. Or am I gonna, you know, be the first person to pick up a quarterback? I mean, golly, this is this is the my, this is one of my toughest drafts, I think. Oh, I feel it, man, because it's an offline draft as well. So, you know, you're not sitting at the, uh, you're not on Yahoo or ESPN or Sleep or wherever you're doing your draft. You don't have a list of players there that you can be like, all right, this guy might take this guy because you know on the top of the list you can kind of tell. But everyone's gonna be off a different list. Different uh, ADPs, different rankings. So we got traded picks in there as well. Not as many as last year, thankfully, but they're still up there. So it's going to be an interesting one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, what's something, a news that just broke this today is going to impact, I think, our fantasy draft. I think the only news that we can really talk about in the preseason since it's been a dud Travis Etienne, first round running back out of Clemson. Went down and looking like out for the first season, rookie season, gone. Oh, he gone. Liz Franks, I believe. Yeah, Liz Frank injury. They put him on IR. He can't can't come back for the rest of the year, no. Oof. Does that just make James Robinson a juicy pick? And and, and people are, aren't, I mean, obviously the ADP is going to come up on him, but he, I'm, I'm seeing him as a second-round running back. Second round? I'm and I've been doing mocks to this after after the news. I've been doing mocks all day today. That's where he's going. He's going second round, mid second round now. I saw a lot of uh, analysts on Twitter and stuff were updating the rankings, and he's right around that, like in the high teens, running backs. You know, right around the the Miles Sanders, Jacobs, Daryl Henderson, Mike, De- like all around that range. But damn, second round. That means if he's going second, he's got to be higher than them. He's up in the. The Clyde Edwards, the Laird, the DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins. Well, so, I, so I went two. I did two mocks after the news, and he went two nine and two seven in, in both my mocks. So he's right around that Chris Carson range to me. Um, I mean, I, maybe. I mean, he he had a hell of a first season. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, 
He was running back seven last year. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, Urban Meyer is like gets his nut off for speed, and like uh-huh. I mean, he, he just got now his two running backs aren't they aren't speedsters. They got you know they got Robinson, they got Carlos Hyde. Right, and I, I don't. Robinson was just playing like every snap for the Jaguars last year too. Like he didn't really have. Yeah. Or I guess he wasn't playing every snap, but he was getting every touch. It seemed like, like he was getting. Yeah. He only played fourteen games, but. Man, it's just like he had around 20 carries every game, you know, three, four, five catches. We'll see if Urban – it seemed like Urban Meyer kind of wants a committee approach. That's what they've been doing in preseason. But, I, I mean, that could just be preseason usage. Who's their third back now, though? So you got Hyde, Robinson. Was there even another guy that was even – Oh, it's it's your boy, uh, Dare Agumboale. Oh, Agumboale. Agumboale. So another non-speedster. So they have three big backs and no, no kind of – they might make a play. I mean, there's some crowded backfields out there in the NFL that they might make a play for a speedster. Yeah, they might need to add some speed back there. But, I mean, preseason, Robinson's been the starter. He's been getting that, that yeah. work. ETN's kind of been using it as that gadget dude. So, I I do think Robinson's nice. And he, he didn't nice. really impress me either so far. I mean, granted, it's only been two preseason games, and he's a rookie. But, yeah. ETN, I, I, I didn't see, like, we talked about, I think, last episode, was, like, seeing people, like, while they play, like, oh, they stand out. He didn't really stand out to me in the first two games. And Jacksonville in general didn't stand out to me. Nah, Lawrence has not really been – I mean, he's had some good throws here and there, but I don't know. I think it's just going to be a big learning season for the Jaguars with Lawrence Urban Meyer coming in fresh, just not really know in the NFL like that. So, yeah. But I, I like Robinson. I like I think I'm comfortable in that range where I said earlier around the, yeah. the Miles Sanders, the Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs tier. I, th- I don't. I'm not ready to put them up with like J.K. Dobbins or David Montgomery, Chris Carson. I think no, they're just a, no. a tier ahead of them. Overall team wise, I think the the offenses might be better on those teams. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And and mocks don't really. I mean, we we have a bunch of knuckleheads in every mock that I've done in the past this year to every year. I go to the draft and there's players that are aren't available. And there's players that are available that I didn't plan on at all. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes because. I mean, should we got three, four days would until the draft? Ha- would you be happy if he was your RB two? I mean, I would. Uh yeah. If if I had a stud running, if I went stud yeah. running back round one or two, you know, let's say I got one of those top twelve guys, and then I paired him with a a stud receiver, like if I got an Adams or a Hill or uh, Diggs, Ridley, Hopkins, whatever order, whatever you want to put them in, maybe a Travis Kelsey, then I'd be okay with it. Well, like, would you snake? Like, if you snaked them, where like you get them the last pick in the second round, the first pick in the third round, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be happy with like you know uh, one RB, one you know wide receiver, and then get a two RB in in him. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on what you got before him. Like, if you got that one of those top five running backs, then for sure he's a nice two. But if you got like kind of those fringe guys, you know, those ten to fifteen range guys. I, I kind of yeah. want to grab two other running backs in that range rather than wait for Robinson as Marby too. Right, there, but like that, he is a perfect nutshell for this fantasy football season, in my opinion. Like, there's so many guys that are just fringe that are like either going to be, I'm, not, I don't want to say duds, but like they're, they're they're borderline studs and then borderline duds in between that. Like, it, there's a lot of boomer bust in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, well. This is our ranking show. We have another rank. This is going to be... We're not going to do just tight ends. Fuck the tight These ends. Are, truth be... Yeah, there's only a couple anyways that anybody cares about. So we're going top t- t- 10 to 15, depending how f- fast we go. 
top 10 to 15 pass catchers in the 2021 fantasy football season. Why don't you uh why don't you hit me with your number one pass catcher for this season? Number one is this it, I mean, right now I'm 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 gonna pl- I'm gonna act like he's still a quarter still the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So my number one is gonna be Devontae Adams. Okay, okay. Well D Adams. He's shown in the last what, three years that he can do it solo. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. I mean and why is it gonna change this year? I mean, Randall Cobbs is two. And then, you know, Ed from the guy, you know, the gas station down the street is thir- three. Like, <laughs> he's the only guy, you know. And then, obviously, Aaron Jones can catch the ball. But j- there's only – they did the Jordan meme. They did the last dance. I think these two guys are going to just ball out, go after it. You know, A-Rod's going to look for him in many situations. The key component to him is if he's healthy. If he's healthy and strings together a 16-17 game season – I think he he comes out wide receiver one, wide receiver two. I mean, top three. And uh, and there's no boom or bust in this guy. He's always going to be a boom, in my opinion. I like him, man. I got Adams. I got Adams at number two for me. So he's up there. Oh my god. I know it's wild, but like you said, man, he's a boom. Every week seven through sixteen, you know, kind of that high point of fantasy where you need your dudes to produce. And the end of the playoffs, he had fifteen touchdowns in just those weeks. Uh, he missed two games early in the season. Uh, so that's always the thing about him. He seems to miss like one or two games per year. But, I mean, even missing those games, he's still putting up top ten numbers. He's been top three two of the last three years. Um, double digits touchdowns, that's his thing. That's what he does. We talked about uh, on the quarterback show, Rodgers is on the outs. He's just going to be throwing it whenever he wants near the goal line. And Adams is the first target every time. No doubt. That's And that's huge in this this, this top uh, 15 list is fucking tutties, man. Oh, yeah. You got to have touchdowns to be up in the top in the receivers because if, if you can get 1,500 yards, but if you got four touchdowns, you, I mean, you're wide receiver 10 or something. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we can we can go to it. I don't think he's in my top five. I mean, the Julio effect is real. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to score touchdowns in this league, man. But, uh, all right, so you had Adams at number one. I'm going to go with the tight end, Mr. Tight End 1, Travis Kelsey here. For my number one. Shit. I, I I mean, he's my number two, so I'm right there with you. Yeah. So. He's the best. Uh, go, go, go. He's I'm, just, I'm yeah. Bad. He's the best positional advantage in fantasy. I mean, you could, the only one you could argue over him would be Christian McCaffrey, but the way Delvin Cook played last year and we saw McCaffrey get hurt at the running back position, they just take so many hits and whatnot. So I think Jarvis Kelsey is the biggest positional advantage. And, and when you draft him, you kind of have to have that in your head that he is your wide receiver one he's not he is in the tight end spot but at the end of the draft if you got you know a wide receiver two and wide receiver three in your one and two spots you just got to think to yourself travis kelsey's actually in a wide receiver one and these other guys are my wide receiver two wide receiver three equals like a tight end one basically at this point but exactly over waller man waller was t tight end two last year he had 36 more points than him so not that much but i mean that's that's two or three games worth at least but over tight end three, he had 110 more points than tight end three. And tight end three was Robert Tanyan, who, I mean, had like 50 catches last year and just caught a bunch of touchdowns. So yeah, it's just like 12 tutties or something like that. Yeah. So it's just the the advantage that you get knowing that you're almost you're not guaranteed, obviously, but you have a the highest possible chance to win that tight end position against your opponent every single week. And I mean, Mahomes is just getting better. He's still young, still getting better. Kelsey, he's been the tight end one for the last. Five straight seasons, like I just don't see. He set career highs last year in 
catches, yards, and touchdowns. So he's not he's not getting worse. He's not hitting that decline. I know he's 31, but to me that don't really mean much at this point in his career. No, I mean he's uh, Pat Mahone's safety blanket. So I mean, and that offense, he's always finds a way to be open, and that offense is deadly. You know, with him as the safety blanket, also as the primary wide receiver, he's the best player on arguably the best team in the NFL. Yeah. I'm with you, man. He's just – I mean, it's him and then it's Tyreek Hill, and that's it. There's – I mean, you got the running back, but there's no other receivers there, no other tight ends there that are going to get the targets that he gets. He's second in the league in receiving yards as a tight end last year. Yeah, he's been tight in one or two since 2016, so it's like whatever. Yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. Just boomer bust. These guys are all booms. <laughs> a bunch of boomers out here, man. Boomer sooner. Yeah, so we got – so Adams was one – Kelsey was your one. Yeah. Was so, Adams your two? Yep, yeah, Adams was my two. So it just flip flop. Okay. I just it was just okay. the positional advantage that was the tiebreaker for me. If I were doing straight receivers, Adams is easily number one, and then I think it's a tier break after Adams almost. But like you're right though, like when you draft Kelsey, you're drafting a tight end, but he's your wide receiver one, so it's perfect. Yeah, you just got to tell yourself that because I've, I've done plenty of mocks. You know, this weekend I got a pick at the end of the round. That's kind of where Kelsey's been going. So I grab him sometimes, sometimes the second, something like that, but. I just got to tell myself that he's my wide receiver one on my team, and it just makes me feel better at the end when I'm looking at my roster. Well, and, like, if you get a t- – so a tight end – let's say a tight end eight. Like you said, the big drop-off. Let's say you get a tight end eight or a wide receiver 30. That wide receiver 30 is probably going to get more points than your tight end eight. So why not get a, a tight end one or your wide receiver one and get a wide receiver in that roster spot that would get more points than your, your tight end anyways? It's a, it's a good strategy. Yeah. So wide receiver or tight end eight would have been equal to about wide receiver the high forties last year. Oh, see, fuck, I'm a brilliant dude. I'm not even stupid. <laughs> Off the top of the oh. head, he got it. Off the top, let's go. Hey, so I think I'm thinking we might have the same at number three, but I don't know. Go for it. Uh, I went back to the to the well here with Tyreek the freak. Yep, I'm saying. Um, I kind of like I said, I kind of think there's a slight tier break between Adams and Hill and the wide receivers, but then I think yep. Hill has. A, a tier break after himself. So if you want to call them both tier one or put them both in their own tiers, but I mean, for all the reasons we like Travis Kelsey, we like Tyreek Hill. It's Mahomes, it's the Chiefs. Uh, he had 20 more fantasy points than the next receiver, wide receiver three last year. Being behind Devontae Adams, he was wide receiver two. Uh, every year he's been healthy, he's been a top 20 wide receiver, and then he's been top eight in three of the last four. So I liked last year he got up to 135 targets, kind of what he had in his breakout year, 2018. And that's what you like to see from him, you know, because he was like kind of thought of as a deep threat, you know, big play guy. But when you're seeing 135 targets, that's nine targets a game. That's a good target share. Exactly. And like you said in the past, it's like this guy can win you a week. Yes, sir. You know, like this this guy, I mean, he can put up. They, I think it was against, I don't know who it was against. Maybe it was Green Bay or whatever. Tampa he Bay. Put up, Tampa Bay, yeah. It's a Tampa Bay. That's what it was, Tampa Bay. And just he was the the best player on the field and and what do you have like over 40 50 fantasy points that day it was insane yeah yeah it was depending on the leagues but yeah it's high 40s low 50s yeah it's like well if that if that weapon you can get on a week-to-week basis you're never out of a fucking game so like you, mm-hmm. if you're if, if tyreek hasn't played yet there's always hope to win the win the week yeah and he put up 15 touchdowns last year you love to see that you know he's not the biggest guy so he's not quote-unquote a red zone threat but just being so little and so fast, I think he can get open down there. And then, obviously, the deep passes, he can take any any pass to the crib. Yep, I'm with you. I like him. Never had him on my team, though. 
Same, man. I feel like I, I've had him maybe once, but I don't even, like, looking back, I don't think I've ever had him. Like, I mean, he's only been yeah. in the league for five years. He had that little scandal last year, so, or two years ago. Well, he has that, the history of, like, I mean, he's a fucking Ferrari, and, like, that's right. soft tissue ish, issue sometimes. Like, it happens with these guys that run fucking three 940s. <laughs> three nine. That would be I bet he might be able to do it, man. That dude is fast oh, as hell. Hey, yeah, he's fast as fuck. Who's okay? Number four. I, I'm. I was. This is the one that I flip flopped on. I flip flopped a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I think this is where it kind of gets a little, a little tricky. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. But I'm going with Diggs. Hey, same, same, man. Okay, so I, I was flipping flopping with another guy. We'll get to number five. But I think Diggs pleasantly surprised how dominant of a wide receiver one he was. Yes, sir. I mean, from last year, I think, I, and I've kind of reiterated in the past that Josh Allen might have a, a tear down type, you know, kind of come back to reality. But not with Diggs there. I mean, Diggs is the guy. And with Cole Beasley and this COVID thing, and I know the whole the whole team, I don't know about, but, like, if there's not, you know, there's a lack of weapons, Diggs will always be, like, the safety blank. I don't know why I keep saying it, but he's, like, he showed out that he's the best, you know, wide receiver on the field at almost at all times. Yeah, he was balling last year. I mean, that's another miss by me as well. Like, I was out on Josh Allen, so that meant I was out on Stephon Diggs. But, I mean, looking back. I did not think it, yeah. He was like a six-round pick last year in most leagues. So, I mean, not everybody was – no one expected him to be the wide receiver three last year. Mm -mm. But he balled out, man. I think he led the league in targets, catches, and yards last season. First season in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo really switched up their offense once they got him. They started throwing it a lot more. I don't know if that addition of Diggs and the – emergence of Josh Allen led to that but yeah I mean they they added Emmanuel Sanders so targets might go down a little bit but he still had 166 targets last year I think he was yeah he led the league in targets so I mean even if he loses a few he's not gonna he's not gonna lose like out on this top five ranking no I'm not worried about Emmanuel Sanders Gabe Davis or you know Cole Beasley taking too much from of Diggs but he I mean if that run game keeps going and that I don't see why his stat line is not going to be the same. And if, if it's the same, then I'm fucking loving it. Yeah, that, like you said, there's no run game to worry. Like, the running backs are not elite there. They are not. They don't get 20 carries a game, you know. They're in the low teens and stuff. So, And they run four wide receiver sets a lot. He's always on the field. He's moving around. Uh, I think it's another big year coming for Diggs. Yep, I'm with you. All right, number. F- I think number five is going to be different. It might be. Might not. Okay, so I put Ridley as my number five. Hey, we're on track tonight. Is that same? Same. Yep. Okay. I mean, I, it's his time. I put him. I put him there for kind of him being the dog now. Like he's the guy. Yep. He's the number one. No Julio. No Julio. I mean, you have Gage as your two. You have Pitts, who's a rookie. Um, Matt Ryan. I mean, not mobile, so he's gonna be throwing the rock. Mm-hmm. The running back situation is weird. I, but, like, my concern is how bad ATL is going to be. But, I mean, you look at the previous years, it's been the same. Like, they haven't – the only difference I th- from this year and last year is Julio is out and Kyle Pitts is in. Everything else is the same there. Right. I mean, new yeah, new I'm offensive coordinator, new coach, but it's still the same team. Like, they didn't, they didn't really change much on the defensive or offensive side besides those two players to me. Yeah, and then – um, I think it's Artie Smith. Arthur Smith is new head coach, yep. who is Tennessee Italians offensive coordinator, um, who blossomed AJ Brown there. So mm-hmm. I think he he has played with uh, a bona fide. I've been, I said that last episode a lot too. Bona fide. <laughs> 
a bona fide number one wide receiver and 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 a dog. I think Kelvin really can be that guy. I know like people nut over his route running ability, but I think if he he has to put it together and he has to stay healthy. And I think if he does that, he's a top five, top three wide receiver. Yeah, I mean he was top five last year. 143 targets, caught nine touchdowns. You'd like to see that. I mean he's always been a touchdown guy. He came in the league with ten, seven last or two years ago, and then nine last year. So he's always up there. You know, Julio was never that touchdown guy, so Ridley was kind of scooping those up. Um, I mean, obviously he's going to get the number one corner now since Julio's not there, but Julio missed games last year. Ridley had no problem against those corners. I mean, he, the only, right. he missed that game. He left early in one game, and then one week he put up a goose egg. I don't remember why or what that – he still got five yeah, targets, but he just didn't right. catch a pass or something. Uh, but, I mean, every other game he's, you know, getting double-digit points it seems like. So I, I like Ridley a lot. They're gonna throw the ball like you said. They always like to throw it. Whether he's the... kind of sneaky too. Honestly. He is. He's not like I don't know. In my mocks and everything, like he's getting drafted at, at a right. But it's not like I don't know. People are drafting other people in front of him. I don't know. He's not jumping out to people. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just because nobody's really covering them because they don't really have that obviously a championship caliber team. But for fantasy, I, I love him. Oh, he's up there. I mean, you can make the case for him over Diggs. I think. And yeah, but that, that was my flip flop. Yeah. I had I, I was I was I was fighting those two because I, mm-hmm. I think these three right here. I think I think six. My, I don't know if six is gonna be the same for us, but I think at least my four or five and six are kind of in their tier of their own, where they're they're just target target hogs. Like they're gonna get a bunch of targets, bunch of catches, bunch of yards. Right. Um, it's I, just don't, a, I don't think it's we're the same. I I'd flip flop my six as well. I changed it because of an injury. So what's your number six? I'm interested to hear. Uh, my number six is your boy DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, D-Hop. Hamburger helper hands, Hamburger baby. helper. First year over in Arizona last year. Uh, third straight year of 100-plus catches. Even though, like I, was, like I said, this first year with Arizona and Kyler. Um, they added A.J. Green and drafted Rondell Moore to the offense. But they still, just like Buffalo, they run four wide receiver sets a lot. That's almost their base. So I'm not really worried about his target share. You know, he's had 150-plus for the last, what, six six, six seasons. Different offense, different team, obviously. But that's just what he does. He demands those targets every year. He's consistent. He's been top five the last four years in PPR. Um, only six touchdowns last year. I think you kind of contribute that to Kyler and his rushing around the goal line. But like Kyler said, yeah. he doesn't want to run as much. We'll see if that actually becomes something. They can get him some more touchdowns. Because he only had six last year, but fourteen hundred yards, over one hundred fifteen catches. Uh, I mean, he's, there's no reason why he can't hit those numbers again. Yeah, I, I don't. I I hear you on that. So I put. This is like where it gets funky for me. I put Justin Jefferson as my number six. Okay. Okay. So I have D. I have D. Hop at number seven. I put Jefferson there. Um, Adam Thielen seems kind of limp. Um, kind of coming up with it. Yes. No pun intended. He but looks like, limp like his gritty dance look limp. Yeah, golly. <laughs> boy, boy, just stay on the sidelines when they do that. Shit. All right. God damn. Leave it but, to the pros. I mean, he's 31, 32 now. Um, Justin Jefferson had a f- killer, you know, rookie season. Led, led obviously, the stats, 1,400 yards receiving, um, seven tutties. Uh, his talent's there. Um, he's now the one, in my opinion, there. I think the passing the torch was kind of midseason. And with Adam Thielen kind of going through the injured, I know they, you know, even Justin Jefferson has a little shoulder issue, but that's kind of here, no here nor there, in my opinion. I, I just think with playing Detroit twice, playing um, 
Green Bay twice, and I don't think I think their schedule lines up for them to have yeah, another big season. And I, I'm lost with words because I'm confused. I wanted him, this another flip flop. I had Hopkins in front of him, then I put him there. I think Justin Jefferson is going to be a stud, and he might be in the top five range after the all said and done this season. There's no really reason you can argue against that. The only no, the, it's, it's like I mean, a run first Kirk team. Cousins, maybe. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, we've seen Thielen be up there. We saw Diggs when he was there. He wasn't top ten, but he was always in that ten to twenty range. Uh, I mean, for a rookie to be fourth in the league and receiving, break that rookie record for yards. And let's not forget, he missed time in the with preseason last year with COVID. He had COVID for a little bit. He was on the COVID list. He didn't really start playing full time until week three. Uh, in the first half of the season, he only had five and a half targets per game. But then once week ten hit, the rest of the season he had ten targets per a game. So he's almost doubling his targets. In the second half of the season, once him and Kirk Cousins got on the same page, start opening the offense up a little more. Uh, I like Jefferson a lot. He's only 22. He's getting better and better. I mean, I when I first did my list, I had him down almost at like 10 or 11. But after like going through his stats and just typing up these notes and stuff, I put him up at 8. So I can okay. see why you can have a 6. I mean, that, we're, I mean, we're tossing hairs at this point with these guys. Yeah, it is what it is on this one. Like, I mean, in this six to ten range, it can be whoever you want, whoever you like. Yep. Um, I don't know the Hopkins thing. Is AJ Green gonna help or? or I don't, I don't, I'm confused on what he's gonna be in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was anything last year and he was just another guy, then D Hop's a top five wide receiver. Um, I don't know if he's gonna take too much of you know his thunder, but who knows that that D Hop's a stud. I think Justin Jefferson, you know has the ability to be in that D-hop atmosphere. Um, But I think this would be a big season for him. If he can kind of go with the same stat line, maybe not get all the way. That 1,400 is a lot, but obviously with that added game, he could get up there again. I want to see maybe double digits uh, tutties, and if he can do that, he's definitely a top five wide receiver. I'm with with that. I like him coming up. So he was my number eight. You had him at six, you said? Yeah. Was Hopkins your seven then? Hopkins was my seven. Okay, okay. So I'll hit you with my number seven then, since we, it's kind of right in between. Is DK Metcalf for me. Okay. Um, big, Obviously a big season for him last year. He was what? what yeah, was he? huge. Ended up uh, wide receiver five or seven, the standard PPR or whatever you want to call it. He started super hot. I think that's kind of what people have been talking about, and he kind of died off in the end. You know, in the it seemed to be that they stopped throwing deep in the second half of the season because weeks one through five, he was averaging 23 yards per catch. And so he, he almost had 100 yards in every game in those first five weeks. He was in the 90s or he broke 100. Monster. And then after week, they're buying week six, so week seven through 17, his yards per catch dropped to 12. So, I mean, he's losing 10 yards per catch at that point. So all the criticism they had around the offense coordinator and teams figuring him out and stuff you can kind of see it in just dk stats himself but he did have 129 targets and 83 catches um i think those numbers can go up and they should go up coming into year three kind of maybe taking over the alpha one role from tyler lockett fully this year kind of had they went back and forth a little bit last year but he's definitely a double digit touchdown guy with his size and speed and russell wilson throwing the ball i mean one of the best deep throw deep ball throws in the game so Deep throat throwers. Deep throat throwers. You gotta love them. He's question mark pause. <laughs> um. Yeah. He he was my number nine. Okay. Um. Uh, you're kind of see what you were talking about the offense and kind of how they stopped kind of utilizing him and utilizing Russell Wilson's ability to throw to him. Threw it up in the air. But now with the new OC, I'm interested to see how they utilize him because he's 
he could be Kelvin Johnson like with you know maybe Kelvin Johnson light because right. of his route running ability. But I mean with that speed is you know damn he almost you know he was in the Olympic trials. I mean he obviously didn't you know he got last place, but he was in there so fast enough to you yeah, know. Run he's sprint. also six four, two hundred thirty pounds running yeah, against some six foot dudes, two hundred hundred ninety pounds. Yeah, they, I mean it was apples and oranges, but just <laughs> just to see his speed. Obviously that you have that you know. Uh, what was it uh Buddha Baker uh Oh yeah, we hawked inter- him. Interception. Yeah, we hawked him. Like he's a freak. Um mm-hmm. if they utilize the freak, like you said I keep throwing this out there cuz it's it's so, you know, we're splitting hairs, but if they utilize the freak, he could be a top 5 wide receiver. He's kind of in that range where you can almost say you could steal him if he does, you know, provide that that ability of of what we've seen in the first 5 weeks last last year. Uh, fuck, dude. I have him at eight. He could be a top three. Honestly, at the end, all of a sudden done. Oh, yeah. I mean, his numbers, I think, can go up from where they were last year. I mean, 10 touchdowns. You you want to see that again. I think they can still go higher. I mean, this is third year. I mean, the, all the concerns coming out of college was he didn't really have a route tree. He just kind of ran straight all the time. I mean, he's developing still. He's still getting better. Like, he's still learning routes. Yeah. He's starting to learn the NFL game. This is just year three for him, so... I mean, it used to be back in the day, you know, year three was the, the breakout year for wide receivers. Now they're just getting so good in college that they're breaking out earlier. But, I mean, yeah. big things coming for DK. Mm-hmm. So he was my, what did I say, nine? Yep. I had him at seven. So I think we need your number eight. Okay. My number eight is A.J. Brown. Oh, okay, okay. Um, He showed a lot to me. This is, I was interested, I'm interested to see him and Julio together and how that's going to kind of fare. But they're it on the wide receiver core, honestly. They lost Corey Davis. They lost Raymond, Khalif Raymond, as like the speedster. Um, they have a, a white guy. I don't know, some guy. I forgot who he was. Um, <laughs> Adam Humphreys? But, yeah, that's He's gone. Is. Okay, he's gone too. So, hey. I, but I, this was a debate. Either I was going to drop A.J. Brown out of my top 10 or put him in this range. I kept him in this range um, just because on the – I had him last year, and he really helped me out. <laughs> I feel to be it, honest, but but seeing what he did on his own merit, so like a ten yard in, and he took it, you know, eighty yards for a touchdown, um, and you know, now reports are playing he played injured all year. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, two bad knees. Him, yeah, him healthy, and that's again, it could be a question mark if he's healthy or not. But if he's one hundred percent healthy and he's playing the way he is. We know Julio's not going to play all 17 games. I mean, just it just the way it, it's now it's going to be. But just to see him out there, um, Tannehill now probably going to have to open, you know, with or the cornerbacks not obviously putting all their pressure on AJ because you do got Julio on the other side. Um, it'll be interesting to see. The touchdowns were there. Um, if we can keep him up du- double digits, I, I, he's a top 10, top, you know, wide receiver for me. Yeah, so he's a uh... – he, like you said, you thought about putting him outside your top ten. I did it. I put him down at number thirteen for me. Yeah, I could. I mean, I, I could see like, I the Julio thing is gonna mm-hmm. either bite bite him in the ass or it's gonna blossom him. I, it's gonna be interesting in the fantasy aspects. Obviously, the team they want Julio there, but in the fantasy, if you know, if he gets you know, kind of that Robert Woods stat line, it's still a win. You know. Yeah, that's a so last year he only had seventy catches. That's a little low, I think, for a, for. A, guy you want to be up in the top five top ten chances I mean you look at his numbers last year him and Mike Evans 
almost had very similar. They both had 70 catches, right around 1,000 yards. And Evans had 13 touchdowns. A.J. Brown had 12 total touchdowns. So, I mean, Mike Evans is going a round or two later than A.J. Brown. They both got another very good wide receiver, Chris Godwin or Julio Jones, on their team. Uh, I just don't I just don't want to pay up for A.J. Brown. I think that offense, they they haven't thrown the ball a lot. I don't I know Tannehill's been very efficient with his throwing. But you know me, man. I don't think Julio's done. I think he looked really good last year when he was healthy. Health is a factor with both Julio and AJ Brown. Had those bad knees last year, already dealing with a knee injury this year. You don't know if that's a little a little bit from the surgeries he's had, but yeah, I dropped him down to 13 on mine. I still like him. I would be happy with him as a wide receiver one on my team for sure if I pair him with a stud running back. But, yeah, right. I'm, I'm just dropping him down a little bit because I don't think he has that ceiling this year with Julio there. Well, and that ranking makes sense when you say I don't want to overpay for him because, like, his yep. stat lines are very similar to people in a lower tier. Um, it's just kind of going off projections and going off weeks where he did win me some weeks. So, um, I got to – I mean, if you help, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, AJ. <laughs> I feel it. But, like, again, I, we'll see. It'd be, I, I'm interested to see that whole Tennessee Titans offense. It's going to be different. I mean, obviously the new coach and adding Julio to it. We'll see what happens. But uh, Yeah. So he was your number eight? Yeah. All right, okay. My number okay. nine was DK. Okay. Okay. Um, so so I had Hopkins at six, Metcalf seven, Jefferson eight, and then A.J. Okay. Brown was down at 13 for me. So I'll go ahead and hit you with my number nine here. Yeah. Is, uh, it, it doesn't really correlate with last week's episode of having Herbert down, but I got Keenan Allen here at number nine for me. Okay. Um, I mean, he's my – He's my number 11, so we're right okay. there with it. Yeah, I mean, just these guys. These guys are target machines, you know. And then he's got Mike Williams on the squad, which I don't know if we've talked about it on here. I know we've talked about it outside of here. But I just don't believe in Mike Williams as much as people want to believe in him. He's like a big sleeper this year in the in the fantasy industry. He's like, you know, he's going so late. Why not grab him? Herbert's coming up. But, I mean, we've seen what Mike Williams can do, and he just doesn't put it together every year. And Keenan Allen does. He puts it together every single year. He's always out there. He's putting up over 100 catches per year. Uh, he's hitting 100, almost 150 targets. He's been in the 140s the last two years. Uh, the only thing that pulled him back from kind of this top top tier is his touchdowns. He's never had uh, – well, he had career-high eight last year, like his rookie year. But, yeah, I think – I do think Herbert, even if he takes a step back in his touchdowns, that it's not going to affect Keenan because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he only played in like 13 and a half, 14 games last year. He was still fifth in targets. That's about 10 and a half targets per game. So if you put those targets on those two games that he missed or those two and a half games he missed, he's going to be leading the league in targets over Stephon Diggs. So he just he's a target monster. Um, if he can stay around that eight touchdowns this year, I think he's going to sit right nicely in this five to ten range. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, uh, I, I love him. I think he's the – He's always been a sleeper, and he always stayed a sleeper, but cornerbacks know. This dude's a fucking freak. I mean, like, he's always open. doesn't matter, you know, his route running ability, you know, and Herbert and him just connecting. It was good to see because you had Phillip Rivers there, and you knew he threw the ball all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. he found his guy. But then when Herbert, he didn't skip a beat, you know, and maybe this new offense would be a little bit different, but, I mean, don't just keep going to the fucking well. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's Keenan L. I mean, it's the same. I mean, he's been – in PPR, he's been 14, 6, 12, and 3 for his I mean, season finishes. As much as he's had that injury label early in his career, I mean, he's missed two games in the last four years, and that was just last year. He's right. he's a safe, solid 
wide receiver one. If I mean, if he's like I said, he's kind of like with AJ Brown. If you compare him with the stud running back in the first round, grab Keenan in second. I mean, Keenan's going in the third in most drafts. So if you can get two running backs and Keenan as your wide receiver one, that's a hell of a start. I'm with it. I'm with it a lot. So he was my number eleven. He was your number ten. He was number nine for me. Okay. So we're we're, we're now we're on our tens. Who's your ten? Uh, I'm going back to the tight end well here. I'm going Darren Waller. All right, we're in the same boat here. You had him at 10 as well? Yes. Okay, I like that. Um, if you Give put, me tutties all day. Yeah, if you put Waller over in the wide receiver rankings or end-of-season rankings, if depending if you keep Kelsey in there or not, he would be in wide receiver 8 or 9. So if he's, he's a top 10 wide receiver playing tight end. We talked about the, the advantage that he gets you. He had 73 more points to the next tight end and three in Robert Tunyon. It's just the positional advantage he gets. And then the, the Raiders, they didn't really do it. They lost Nelson Aguilar, their wide receiver one from last year. Uh, they got this second-year dude, Brian Edwards, kind of a bigger guy, but hasn't really shown much. He didn't do – he played almost every game last year and just didn't really do much. So they're talking he might break out, might not. I mean, you can't really count on that. And then Henry Ruggs, they're just kind of misusing him, I think. So Darren Waller's the dude. As much shit as Gruden gets for his play calling and his offense, he gets Waller the rock. And if I, you know, if I'm missing out on Kelsey early on, I would love to have Waller as my starting tight end in the second or third round. Exactly, I'm with you on it. I, I'm I'm a big fanboy of Waller. Um, and actually, in one of my keeper leagues, Waller and Kelsey were traded. I had Kelsey. I had Waller and somebody else in it. Um, at first I, I lost some sleep, but then after thinking about it, um, he's younger, he's faster. Some would say prettier after Kelsey cut his beard. Oh yeah. So I think there's only upside still left in Waller. Um, and with the, that offense and Carr and him kind of have the chem- chemistry, I mean, nobody really else on that offensive uh, skill set has a chemistry with Carr and, like, the wide receiver position. You know, hey, you have Ruggs, you have, I mean, Aguilar was there for a little bit, and they kind of just a ragtag group. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Waller's still the best, you know, threat in the passing game, and he will be for the next couple of years. So, I mean, hold on to him. I, I would be happy as hell having two, three. Um, you know, and that's where he's going, and that's where he deserves to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think he, he's just you. Got, you got to count him as it's kind of like the Kelsey. You count him as your either wide receiver one, wide receiver two, whatever. I mean, that kind makes of such, that makes yes. I love that mentality from you. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's just it makes it easier to draft these stud tight ends. Yeah, without a doubt. Speaking of stud tight ends, I hit you my number eleven. I got back to back boys here. I got George no, Kittle no. at number eleven. I know. Back to back. Might be a little reach here. I did not here. see this one coming. But Go for it. It's just that t- tight end advantage like we talked about. Um, only played eight games last year. He's still a top 20 tight end, but, I mean, that doesn't mean shit at this point. But in the games he played, he was averaging 15.6 half PPR points per game. So when he's out there, he's balling. He's just you – know, he's got to stay on the field. Um, he's only missed three out of 48 games prior to last season. So if people want to talk about him being injury prone or whatnot – I think he got to throw that out the door. He just had a weird year with injuries last year. Kind of, if you're not saying McCaffrey's not injury prone, you can't say Kittle's injury prone because it's like the same situation. Um, right. The only downfall of Kittle, maybe keeping him on that tier of Waller and Kelsey at tight end, is the touchdowns. He just that run heavy approach that Shanahan brings to the red zone. He loves running it down there. Uh, he's not going to stop now, especially they got Trey Lance in there too. So never scored more than five in a year. You would like to see him get a little bit more, maybe will, with the improved quarterback play if Trey Lance is what they think he is. 
Um, but I don't think it matters really if Trey Lance or Jimmy G is the quarterback there. Uh, he's still going to get his targets. I think he's – I don't know if he's the number one target there with Brandon Ayuk's emergence last year and Debo's coming back. But I think he could definitely be the n- number two target there. Yeah, I, I he's not in my top 15. But I, I get where you're coming from. My Like you said before, the lack of touchdowns really was the only red flag. Yep. I mean, I'm not really worried about a blocking tight end, a crazy motherfucker like him getting injured every once in a while. Like, that's what happens. He's going to be, you know, Gronkowski. If it's something that's, you know, he can do without, he's he'll, you know, fucking pad it up, and he doesn't feel pain. Yeah. So. He's got that wrestling mentality. He knows. Oh, yeah. He that looks Iowa. Like he's got too. that Iowa in him, you know? The Iowa blood. He looks like he smells of, like, Monster Energy drink. And, like, just, like, <laughs> What's that hair right uh, now, dude? Axe spray. Like, he just seems dirty. Yeah, you got to do but something about good that. good football player. Good Real football, good football player. player. Oh, so so that was my your number, 11. what, 11? Yep. I put him in. Uh, this is where I put my number 11. I Again, I'm not really – I've had him before. I've traded him away before. But hopefully with a new kind of offensive mindset, um, Allen Robinson is my number 11. Okay. I like him. I like Robinson. It's it's weird. I don't I don't really like him. But his stats with a bad offense last year, and I mean Trubisky's bowling out in Buffalo, so I don't know if it's that's why it's kind of scary <laughs> because I don't think it was play calling. It doesn't look like it was true. Yeah, it had to be the play calling. But I mean, 102 receptions, you know, 1200 yards, six touchdowns, 2020. Um, finished wide receiver 11 and half PPR format, and he was just a sourpuss. You know what I mean? Like his attitude was just kind of shitty all year. I mean, he was a bad season for that whole team in general maybe with a new quarterback maybe with Justin Fields coming into play that they can find some rapport and maybe if Nagy gets his head out of his ass they call some you know this guy's a, a, a legit wide receiver one on their team and like I said they play the Lions twice so that's something you can bank on. <laughs> that's a nice thing I think uh Allen Robinson is a very similar to Keenan Allen it's just yes it's the play calling and it's the quarterback play uh we know Justin Herbert's and, you know, superstar in the making, and Andy Dalton's meh, whatever. He, I mean, you can. I think Andy Dalton and Trubisky or Foles are kind of all in the same area, but I do think Fields is an upgrade over them from what we saw Fields do in college, especially with that deep ball. Um, he throws a great deep ball. So I think if Fields can get in there early, start building that chemistry with Robinson, 150 targets back-to-back seasons, um, same coach. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get those targets again. They didn't really – I mean, they still have uh, Jimmy Graham at tight end. They got the other Cole Komet coming up. They just traded they Anthony Mo- Miller. Mooney, and then, I mean, like, and that's Trey it. Cohen. Yeah, that's about it, you know? So, yep. I, I think that, like I said, the targets are going to be there for him. Mm-hmm. It's just if they can get the ball to him in, in a manner that doesn't piss him off because he is kind of an attitude type dude. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a lot to do with his contract. He wants to get paid. He's playing on these franchise tags. He wants to play with a good quarterback. He's not, I mean, he's played with. Out in Jacksonville, he played with a bunch of bums over Blake Bortles. I, th- I don't know if he had Minshew that year. I don't know. But, he yeah, he just never really had a good quarterback with him. So, I see, I feel his pain. So, But if he can get yeah. Justin Fields in there, I like him a lot. He yeah, was number four, He was number 14 for me, so he made the top 15. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, so if I, he's my wide receiver one and I got two stud or I got a stud running back and, like, Kelsey Waller, Kittle with Robinson, like, I'm very happy with Robinson as my wide receiver one. Yeah. Definitely. So, did you do your twelve yet? Was twelve? I have Kittle not. For you or was... No, Kittle was eleven. My twelve. Okay. Is Mister Hard Knocks himself, CD Lamb. Wow, you're believing the hype. 
I do, man. I, my first note right here is probably reaching too high, but I don't care because I want C.D. Lamb on my teams, man. He just look, yeah. he looked so good last year. Um, just coming out of college, he's played very well for with the quarterback play that he had uh, those first five weeks with Dak. He wasn't putting up crazy numbers, but those are his first four or five games in the NFL. Like he's still learning the NFL. Um, I think they say he's gonna move around a little bit more le- this year compared to last year. He played all in the slot pretty much, but they're gonna put Gallup in the slot a little bit. You know, Amari Cooper is already dealing with a I think it was an ankle injury, which Amari's never been the staple of helps of health. So he could be out, and then CD's definitely going to get more targets. Already had 111 targets last year in a Dak-less offense. So I think Dak being back, boosting this entire offense, maybe too many miles to feed, but being that they don't have a, like a stud tight end over there, they it's pretty much Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup, and that's mm-hmm. and then the running backs. They, I mean, they're not they throw to the tight end, but only when it's necessary. So if he can get 111 targets without Dak there, I don't see why that number can't go up. So I'm just hyped about CD. I think it might be too high, but I, I, me personally, I'm comfortable with CD as my wide receiver one. Yeah. So uh, I'm with you. I mean, I don't have them, but like you said, they're hungry, hungry hippos over there. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Amari Cooper, when healthy, is just as good. And maybe it's like the uh, uh, Jefferson Thielen situation this year. You would hope. I mean, that's where he's getting you know, drafted that that's what the situation's going to be. Yeah. They fl- lambs overtaking Cooper in ADP now. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's like, like you said about like kind of weighing on, um, Mike Evans for the same kind of value of AJ Brown. I think it's a kind of very similar if, but if you like CD lamb, but I'm saying if you just see CD lamb up there, why don't you wait a, a, a round and get Amari Cooper or yeah. maybe two. Um, but he could have a breakout year. I mean, this, this year or next year, he's going to be the wide receiver one there. So, might as well try to get it while it's hot. Yes, sir. What? Uh. So that was that was my twelve. Yeah. yeah. So twelve was Allen Robinson for me. No. Oh, so I've my one through fourteen is out. I got them all out there. I I don't have thirteen yet. Who's that number thirteen for you? This one was interesting. I, I'm a I put I was in between this one, but I, I'm putting Scary Terry as my thirteen. Okay, Scary Terry. I don't really like him. Them. I I shouldn't say I don't really like him. He was a pleasant surprise. Um, I just think I like what Fitzpatrick brings to the table here. Um, what what does he what does Fitzpatrick bring to the table for you? Like in your eyes? Um, I mean passing ability. I mean I think he he can he can find. I think he helped out a lot with uh, Parker in Miami, kind mm-hmm. of find his confidence. Okay. Um, it could be the final year that you know <laughs> yeah. Father Time taps Fitzpatrick on the on the shoulder and say fuck dude what are you doing still here? Yeah. And they have to go play with um. Heineke, you know, what I mean that—that's a scary thing. That's what's kind of was worried. It's scary, Terry. But with his speed, with his ability, there is a little bit more mouths to feed with Curtis Samuel, and um, they got uh, Deion Brown there, or they, they got a wide, another wide receiver there, and Sims. But just I don't really like him, but I put him on there just for the what his stats were. I mean, his stats were up there, and I think progression-wise on this one, I mean, especially with like how bad they were last year. And he still, I mean, was a top, you know, top 10, top, I don't even know his stats. I'm, so he was a uh, PPR, he was PPR 20 last year, wide receiver 20. Yes. Yeah, so, and then I think it's going to go, I think they're going to go up with Fitzpatrick there, hopefully, and that's kind of where I put him in there. Um, their team is way better. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I think they're very talented this year. Defensive is defense is studs. Um, I think Fitzpatrick's gonna either either throw them in games or throw them out of games. But then if he throws them out of games, he's gonna throw them back into the game again. That's how what he does. So there's gonna be opportunity for touchdowns to be available. I just I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna throw a flyer out there and put ter- Terry in my top fifteen. Um, that's all. It wasn't really like anything besides like eh, I I kind of like him. Yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know, Terry's a tough one for me, Scary Terry McLaurin. I just, I don't know if I can come around to it. I just think, there's, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting overhyped in my opinion. I don't understand why, I, I understand he throws the ball a lot and he just doesn't give a fuck and he just throws it. But, I mean, you go look at his like stats and you go look at his numbers. I mean, he's not playing every game for his teams because he's getting benched. Like, he's getting benched for a reason. Um, It's not... It's not what the team's doing around him. It's what he's doing personally. And I just, I don't know. I do think he's an upgrade over what they had last year with the Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Heineke, whatever, whoever was starting at those. Haskins started a few games. So I know that does hurt Terry, especially with the chemistry. I do think Terry is a great talent. I think he's coming up in this league. I just, I would just wish it wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick there because I'm just, I'm not in on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, maybe it's just a personal thing, but to me, I don't see much of a difference between Terry McLaurin and DJ Moore, and DJ Moore is going like a round or two later than Terry. So it's kind of like what we talked about those other guys. If you can get this guy later, he's going to put up the same stats. Why not do that? Yeah. I mean, I was, I hear you. I hear you on that. But I, I do think Terry's numbers can get better than last year. I agree with I that. I just think how conservative the play calling was last year with mm-hmm. how bad the quarterback situation was. It, it wasn't going to help any of the wide receivers there. So no. like, And what he did, you said top 20, top 22. Yeah, he was top 20. He only had four touchdowns, too. That's that's what was holding him back. Yeah, and there were some long johns, too. There were some lucky bullshit ones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I just think there's only – that. I think that might be his floor. And if that's his floor, I'm, I'm happy with it, you know, trying to see if it if it's going to go a little higher. Yeah. I like Terry. I just – uh. I'm not ready to make him a wide receiver one. I mean, I don't. That's I'm my, not that's none over him. I just I put him in there just because mm-hmm. I don't like a couple of the other ones in that in that range. You know, I don't. I like. Do you like DJ Moore? Kind of. He's same similar thing. DJ Moore's fucked me in the past. That, yeah, I would say year. I would say Terry over DJ Moore, but I think the where they're going in drafts. If you want to draft Terry, you got to draft him right. around before DJ Moore, and I would rather wait right. the round. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you on that. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um. So that's top twelve for us, right? Oh uh, yeah, I'm one through fourteen. I'm done. I got one. I got one. Number fifteen left. Oh, sorry, that was thirteen for me, right? Terry's thirteen. I'm see, dude. I'm all over the place here. <laughs> uh, we are all over was, the place. Uh, fourteen was Bobby Trees for me. Okay, so he's my fifteen. So he's the last one I think we got to talk about. Okay, respect. Uh, yeah, I think we both we kind of hit it last year with or last week with Stafford coming into this offense. You know, he's. He's almost like an Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen light, the kind of way he plays. Uh, he's seeing a bunch of 130, 140 targets every year. He's just not scoring touchdowns like these other guys can. But I think with Stafford there, that might be able to change for a little bit. Um, I know we've seen Cooper Cup be a top five wide receiver. That was with Jared Goff. Yeah. So, But I, for some reason, I like Robert Woods over Cooper Cup. I think he's a little more consistent, and I think he can break out a little bit more. I don't think uh, – I think that one year that Cooper Cup did it, he had like 10 or 12 touchdowns or something. Let me see what – yeah, 10 touchdowns that year, which seems like a down year because he only had 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. So it seems like a down year for receivers maybe that year, and that's why he was top five. But, yeah, I think this offense overall is going to get better, like we talked about with Stafford. Uh, So Robert Woods, he's kind of almost that last guy that I would be okay with being my wide receiver one. 
But just depending on where you are, Jess, if you can make him your wide receiver one or not. Yeah, I like him. He's just solid as can be. He's kind of like a Keenan Allen light when it comes to like just how this you know solid he plays every year. Yep. Um, they don't both don't really score tutties. I think he had tied his career high last year with six. If he gets to eight to nine touchdowns, I mean you're in you're in top ten range, top you know twelve range, and if you have your you know where he's going, if you have Bobby Trees in your top twelve. I mean, that's a steal. Yeah, I think he was, what was wide receiver, like 13 or something last year. I'll pull it up. Yeah, he was 13 in PPR and standard last year. So, I mean, you give him two more touchdowns, he's he's almost breaking that top 10. Yep, I love it. And then with Stafford there, he's going to be a stud. Yes, sir. I like that offense this year. God, there's so many fucking good players, dude. This is the there are. I know. We didn't even talk about, like, stra- the Tampa Bay receivers. You know, Evans and Godwin, they're kind of around these ranges. I think they're kind of one of these next, you know, that 15 to 20 spot. I think both of them are in there somewhere. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's hard to. Amari Cooper. You have Julio Jones right around there. Cooper Cup we talked about. Lockett's not going away. People are nutting over Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um and then you got the San Fran guys. You got, you know, Ayuk if you want. You know, it's just like, oh, and then forgot you got old guys like Odell Beckham. You got new guys like Chase Claypool and Jamar Chase. And it's like, what the fuck are we going to mm-hmm. do? There's so many players. I, and it's a lot I'm of good receivers. The, I'm going to pick the fucking duds, dude. I already, I'm already <laughs> worried about it. I'm losing sleep. Our draft's not till Saturday. And I have, I printed out top 600 players today folks oh, top geez. 600 600 i didn't know there was yeah. that many players i was looking at the you sent that list in the chat i was looking at the bottom like i don't even know who these dudes are yeah yeah top uh 95 fifth quarterback yeah drew stanton he's still in the league no he's not who's he on the Browns still he's on tampa bay he's like their fourth string i think he might be a coach but they have him as top 95 so good job drew i he's might a, draft you <laughs> he's a player Let's coach go. Let's go. Keep keep the Michigan State things alive here. But that's what I'm talking about here. I'm over I'm overthinking these things. But I I like your mindset. You know, if you get a, a tight end one, you get a Waller, you get a Kelsey. That's a wide receiver one. Don't worry about it. Don't panic. Don't go crazy. Just follow the board. Let yeah. the board talk. Let the board come to you, man. You ain't got to make the reaches. Exactly. Let the board come to you. Take the value when you can. And the value, I think, are in those those top three tight ends. And, like, well, obviously another tight end didn't make the list, whether it's Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, whoever's the next one on your list. Um, I think they're they're definitely down a farther tier than where we're at. Yeah, if you're banking on Kyle Pitts to, you know, pull a Kelsey this year, I, nah, I'm not going to be in that happen. bank. Um, yeah. No. Um, it's like, you know, it's like Kelsey was the number two wide receiver in the NFL last year. Is mm-hmm. Is Pitts going to be the number one wide receiver over Ridley? No. So shut up. He's not even close. <laughs> not even close. No. So people, folks, that's our pass catchers. There's a lot more. You can dig. There's 600 of them. There's so, 600. Chump's got the list. Out. I got it if you want it. Come get it. Um, but that's it, folks. I mean, that was top 15. We have running backs next week. Those are our favorite. But that's our favorite position. That's the that's our holy grail in our draft. Had to save it for after the draft. You know, we couldn't give away free info like that. Oh, we're gonna without a doubt. We're gonna show. We're gonna update our draft how it went. Um, if I cry by round seven or round eight, it's there's a bet going on right now. Um, <laughs> there's also bets if people pass out. Um, you know, puke. Um, order frosty. There's there's a bunch of uh. Uh, prop bets that we have going oh, so it's gonna be we'll, interesting we'll see how this, this is gonna go um we'll update you 
But what a, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a season, folks. We're in for a long, great season. Let's keep it going. Yes, sir. I love it, man. We'll be back next week with the Marbees. We out. Peace. Peace.